Welcome to the Mid the Pines podcast, a place where Grove City College alumni and faculty give voice to their unique stories, contributions, and accomplishments. Our community is blessed with many individuals who are often recognized for their proficiency, purpose, and principles, all celebrated hallmarks of the distinctive Grove City College education. Learn more about their God-given callings and the work they are undertaking for the common good. These are their personal and professional stories. This is Joni Baumgartner at Grove City College, and my guests today on the Mid the Pines podcast are a husband and wife team, Nate Mucha, class of 2008, and Amy Fisher Mucha, class of 2009. Nate and Amy live and work together in Kent, Ohio, each running a growing business while raising a young family together. In work and life, this couple has surrounded themselves with a community of Grove City College alumni. Welcome to the podcast, Amy and Nate. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. Absolutely. And I know I've had the pleasure of meeting you guys at an alumni event not too long ago over in Cleveland, um, but I would love our listeners to get a chance to hear a little bit more about your backgrounds and how you met one another. So why don't we start with you, Amy? Sure. I grew up in Kent, Ohio. I attended high school at uh, CVCA or Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy. Grove City was top on my list of colleges to visit, and so I visited, decided to go there. Um, and Nate and I met at CVCA and then both decided to go to Grove City. Once uh, graduating from Grove City in 2009, I got my dream job of teaching high school math back at my high school CVCA. Um, since then, we have had three kiddos, uh, Peter, who is nine, Charlie, who's seven, Daisy, who's five. We lived two houses away from my parents back in Kent, um, and I now make cake pops for a living instead of teaching math. Well, that is going to be quite an interesting story to hear how we morph yes, from teaching to that. So we can't wait to hear it. How about you, Nate? Tell us about your background. Well, like Amy said, we met in high school and then both went to Grove City. Um, I also, of course, went to CVCA and lived in the Cleveland area, uh, not in Kent, but uh, of course, now we live there and certainly we love calling that home. Um, I graduated from Grove City with a philosophy degree and continued on to Kent State University to pursue a second degree in visual communication design. Um, and then I ended up earning my terminal degree from Kent State, which is a Master of Fine Arts. So we've lived in Kent ever since we got married and um, both ended up running our own businesses here as well. Oh, that's great. So you came together kind of from high school, one year apart, it seems like, and then landed here at Grove City. Tell me a little bit about your experiences here at the college and um, perhaps, you know, who who was it that influenced you the most as you were here that that might have even um, contributed to the trajectory that you're on? Sure. Uh, actually, we were not different years in high school, and that's part of my Grove City experience. So um, my career through Grove City was rather fast. I com completed my degree in three years. So I started out studying marketing and professors like Dr. Powell um, were very inspirational to me, just like he is to so many current students. Um, I also was very close with Professor Kathy Rhodes. Um, she retired uh, last year, I think it was. So this is the first year we've been without her in the department. And she was the professor of visual arts while I was a student there. And then also after um, yeah, I came back, we had the privilege of working together, which is really incredible. Um, for about 10 years. So, uh, well, I was there as a student. She and I would uh, kind of scheme together 
about what the future of that program might look like if we had that opportunity and we ended up having that opportunity. Um, I can't say I was a great ceramic artist, but um, we got to grow both art and design programs together sharing an office suite. Um, as I mentioned, I was a philosophy major, so Dr. Spradley was the chair of philosophy at the time, and he was someone who helped me figure out, I love Grove City, I have a lot of credits, and um, I want to be a designer. So how do I make the most of what I've done at Grove City, graduate early, and then continue on to a second degree? Um, and I will say too, just not a professor, but coming back, Jeff Prokovich um, in advancement, uh, he and I became uh, close while I was a student there, and then he was instrumental in uh, welcoming me back to begin teaching classes at Grove City. Well, that's great to hear. And as as many know, um, I work in our advancement area under Jeff Prokovich, so I can attest to that too. That he's he's an amazing individual who loves to pour into the lives of students and alumni. So that's really awesome to hear that you've had that experience too uh, with him. Um, Amy, tell me a little bit about um, your experiences here, and and perhaps who it was that influenced you the most. Sure, I spent a lot of my time in the math suite. So as a math education major, uh, those professors really pulled me through. Um, I believe I probably ended up in tears a couple times, but uh, math was hard. Um, so Dr. Thompson, Mr. Dean, Dr. McIntyre, they they were truly patient with me. Um, I took some Dr. Edwards classes for education, uh, which were also very challenging, but he really made me think about things outside of you know the math world, which I appreciated. Uh, coach Foose uh, was my softball coach uh, at the time, and uh, she made me a lot uh, tougher. Um, so I don't know if I appreciated it at the time, but she is always the first one that I go see whenever I'm back on campus. Um, and along with uh, Miss T, um, I was a Theta, and she was our sorority mom. And it was just incredible to have somebody who wasn't a, you know, who wasn't actually in the the school necessarily, a faculty member, but just kind of an outside perspective. Um, she was a great support and always a listening ear. Um, I was just going to comment that you both have described these wonderful instrumental people who kind of taught you as you were here and, and gave you some uh, encouragements towards your future. Um, but it's interesting to me that you both seem to have made a little bit of a shift. Um, Nate, you were in philosophy and you're now a graphic designer, visual designer. And then Amy, you started in teaching. Um, and you own a cake pop business, mm -hmm. um, but you're also you're also in alumni relations currently um, in your um, your alma mater, right? Your Christian school. Correct. So yeah. tell me a little bit about how that all unfolded. Uh, it seems like you've got this great foundation here, uh, both in your your undergraduate, and then Nate, you've gone on for additional degrees. But how has this uh, transformation taken place? Uh, sure. Uh, unexpectedly for me, um, it was my dream job to go back and teach at CBCA, and I was able to do that, which was such a blessing. I happily taught there for 12 years, and uh, so often as I was teaching, I found myself imitating my professors. Like Dr. McIntyre in class always made funny sound effects, which I did as well, and my students will still make fun of me for those. Um, but I always love bringing in treats for my students, usually as bribery. And so when my mother-in-law got me a cake popping book over a decade ago, um, I started making those, bringing them into school. Um, and then one day, a student's mom asked if she could buy some. So that started kind of like the low-key stage of Daisy Pops, the cake pop business. Um, and then in March of 2018, I sat down with my current student who was in my AP Stats class, Olivia Nitchie, who is now a senior at Grove City College. 
and we decided to make it a business. We made the social media accounts. I then bribed my students to follow those accounts the next day. Um, but it was really just a side hustle for a few years. So I was happily cake popping on the side. I would roll my eyes whenever people asked when I was going to quit teaching to cake pop. And then COVID hit. Um, <laughs> teaching in times of COVID was really rough, especially because I love the relational part of teaching. And that was just gone. I knew it was coming back, but it didn't make the current times any easier. On the flip side then, cake pops became very popular, if you will, because they're individually wrapped. Uh, we really pivoted the business and um, just made it easier for our customers to access our cake pops. So after you know months of tears and prayers and discussions, I decided to retire from teaching after the 2020-2021 school year. So this is my first year being a full-time cake popper. Uh, no regrets so far. I am, as you mentioned, I'm still working with our alumni at CVCA, so I'm still able to be a part of that school, which has been a true blessing as well. Um, and then just focusing on cake popping. Gotcha. And I have to say, uh, I love that you use that as a verb, cake popping. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And you're quite good at it. I will, I will interject a personal note, and that is that uh, I have enjoyed a few of your cake pops uh, at a few different occasions, and they are incredible. So later on, we're going to make sure that our alumni uh, know how they can contact you to try some. Um, Nate, let's pivot to you. So we've mentioned that you were a philosophy major, but then you did go on to study um, visual arts even more. And you now own a company called Each and Every. Will you tell us a little bit about that and just sort of how your career path evolved? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think when I look back at my academic training between art, marketing, philosophy, um, those three things helped me better understand and triangulated uh, in me what I now realize is love for design. So in high school, you know, I painted, I did printmaking, all kinds of different things. So I probably would have said, hey, I'm an artist. Um, but through the experience at Grove City, through getting to know people like Professor Rhodes and taking marketing classes, um, I realized that yeah, it's a it's a conceptual discipline. Um, that runs maybe alongside marketing in partnership with, in, with marketing. Um, as an owner of the firm, having business training from Grove City was certainly helpful. Uh, I did complete a business minor in kind of the, the remains of my marketing degree that I had started. Um, and obviously there's a lot more to learn um, than what you learn in a minor or even in a full degree. But being able to listen, empathize, understand client needs, employee needs, work with and hopefully inspire your employees to do creative work, all within various constraints. We can see that philosophy would make a lot of sense because you're dealing with maybe, you know, kind of difficult mental conundrums or um, maybe needs that maybe seem com competing. So being able to think through problems and really listen, I think is crucial. So add to that design being a very tangible discipline where you make things. Um, part, you know, the background there, the love for problem solving and having physical things at the end of it. Um, it all kind of mixes together in a way that for me, you know, tw hindsight's 2020. It makes a lot of sense at the moment. I remember being a sophomore thinking, I don't I don't know if I want this degree that I started. What should I do? And again, that's when I sat down with Dr. Spradley and said, uh, do you think I could finish this by the end of next year? And he said, yeah, let's see what we can do. And we did it. Um, that wasn't easy. Um, you have some semesters of 20 credits, 22 credits. Um, probably wouldn't do that again if I if I had to go back and plan it all out, but God had better plans. Um, but each and every year we do all kinds of things and that's where it's new every day. It's very exciting to have 
new referrals, new problems that pop up that we get to help solve. We do a lot of branding, websites, web applications, uh, native applications. I do a lot of exhibit work and um, things that maybe just you never would even think would come across your come across your plate. So I'd say probably some highlights for us include um, we work with one of the major poetry centers in the country, which a lot of people find that very curious. It's the Wick Poetry Center. I think it's the second largest poetry center in the States. Um, and for them, we partnered on a number of Knight Foundation grants. We built traveling exhibits. We built one um, that's going to go out next week again, um, talking about COVID impact um, for the 50th commemoration of the May 4 shootings at Kent State University. So all those celebrations were supposed to happen in 2020. And then because it's May, that was sort of right at the, the ramp up to all the shutdowns. So for the first time, that exhibit will be um, out in public. Um, and we do a lot of innovative creative tools with creative writing tools with them. We work with large nonprofits like Charles Koch Foundation, Stand Together, corporations like Broadcom, and then a lot of church work, large churches, small churches, biotech startups. We have an agricultural innovation project right now that's really neat. We do schools, you know, chiropractors, all kinds of different industries. So I get to learn about all these different types of um, types of industry, types of nonprofit that we get to leverage our skills and help them where their needs are at. Um, you said something uh, as you began this uh, question, just related to, you know, looking back at your time as a student and not necessarily getting to understand exactly at the moment how God might be using this in your life. And I just want to point out, I think that's a really great encouragement to share with not only our current students, but fellow alumni who might be listening here just um, in wondering how uh, how things are being woven together in your life and and what may come of them later. But I love that you shared that, you know, that uh, you couldn't see it at the time, but but now right. look at at the impact uh, you're having through your business each and every. Um, and it does occur to me too that uh, being in the visual arts as you are, uh, that you might have a little bit to do with um, Amy and the cake pop design that happens. Uh, has sure. that been the case? It has, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that um, I, don't have as a direct hand in it as some other people do. Um, but one of the people who really does most of Amy's work is also a Grove City grad who does work for me full time. And she just finished her terminal degree, um, defended her thesis a couple weeks ago, and she'll be coming back to Grove City and we'll be teaching a little bit. So that's kind of another exciting tie in. But yeah, Leah is uh, really an incredible um, you probably have some sort of cake pop pun you can make up for that. But um, <laughs> She uh, she's an incredible asset to Amy's business. Yes, she is. I'm a little offended that Cake Pops wasn't the number one project that your firm has worked on, but it's all right. I'll yeah, get I guess over I it. didn't mention it. Nope. <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, I'm glad you brought up the whole subject of other alumni who are part of your daily lives. Sure. Yeah, I've had um, a number of Grub City grads work with me. Um, currently, I have two uh, grads who are on staff. Um, Ryan Hammond does also teach for us a little bit. Um, Leah will start teaching for us a little bit too, doing some some part time um, evening and afternoon classes. But I think along the way, I have had seven total alum uh, working for me in various capacities. We've done a couple internships here and there um, and maybe communication or business development roles. Um, but I've also hired from uh, computer science. So I've had web and app developers work for me. And um, it's really been a pleasure to see kind of on both sides, like this is what someone is like in the classroom. 
and then think, you know, this is somebody I got to kind of pay attention to because I think they really are talented. And, um, you know, if I can help them down the road, either, you know, of course, I write a lot of recommendation letters or, um, you know, answer phone calls about employers who are looking to hire our students. Um, there are students who I've tried to hire as well who, um, you know, maybe they worked for me a little bit. Actually, I, I guess eight, I forgot about. Um, Sarah Kula is very talented and she worked for me a little bit on contract. I tried to hire her full time and she ended up, she had just accepted another job, which is a really great job too. But um, yeah, I think we have fantastic students. And uh, curiously, one of my former students, he can actually, alongside the design business, got into some commercial real estate together. So I work with uh, some some former students who I would now consider you know, some of my closest friends. Um, so Wesley Suplett and I, I think he's actually coming back to speak on campus uh, in the near future. But um, he and I have been able to rehab an old 130-year-old office building and you know, all kinds of rewarding and challenging experiences that I get to encounter with with some of our alums and some of my former students. Well, that's great. I, I do hear so often from people that the relationships that they have started here at Grove City uh, just have a way of continuing uh, much further on, you know, down the line and, and in ways that they couldn't have imagined. So to me, that's amazing that you've gotten to work with that many uh, alums in your business. And Amy, you have a you have a similar story. You have shared that you actually started your um, Daisy Pop uh, business with several alums. Can you tell me about that? First off, I believe I need a commission from Grove City College for all of the CBCA students that I have sent their way. Um, when I was a teacher, I fangirled hard over Grove City to all my students, uh, and I think it was fairly successful. Nate and I calculated the like percentage of Grove City that was from CBCA, and we were talking like full percents at one time, you know, like one or two percent. Might have been yeah, 20, 40 students at a, any given time. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll wait for that uh, commission check to come in the mail. Um, <laughs> but but really, um, the and also when I was teaching at CBCA, we had, you know, seven or eight Grove City grads teaching all together, too, uh, which was always great fun. So the CBCA Grove City connection is strong, which I love to see. Um, so I had already mentioned Liv, um, who was my student at the time and is now almost graduating from Grove City. Um, but she was my partner in Cake Pop Crime. So she helped me start the social media accounts. Um, and over her career at Grove City, too, she's continued to help with social media, the marketing. She is our illustrator whenever we needed you know, something done with that. Um, so the, the Daisy Pop story would be very different without Liv. Um, and in addition to her, uh, two other seniors at Grove City, Ashton Yoder and Katie Stanley, were also part of the original Daisy Pop squad. Um, so it was a bunch of seniors that I had at the time. And uh, they, I would have them, I taught them how to cake pop. So they would all come to my house, help me cake pop. And I remember them helping me do our first wedding order of cake pops. And their AP stats test was later that week. So they're helping me cake pop. I'm trying to quiz them on their AP stats facts because I wanted them to do well on that too. Um, so it was, it's just a really good group of girls that I'm still in touch with. Um, and actually how I paid them for their time, because I didn't have money at the time with Daisy Pops, was that I would say, hey, you can get free graduation party pops, you know, based on how much you work. So it looked like Daisy Pops were everywhere that summer. Uh, but in fact, I was just too poor to pay any of them in cash. <laughs> um, so those are, that was the, the original crew that helped me with Daisy Pops. Um, currently, there are actually five of us pop artists that are Grove City grads and a wide range of graduation years. But I just, I love that. I think like the phrase, you know, 
the Grove City people flock together. It, it's very applicable here where they just all kind of found their way back to us, which I'm so, so grateful for. Um, and then Nate already uh, stole me talking about Leah, who is a true asset to us. Um, she just takes any cake pop idea that I have and makes it visually pop, if you will. Well, that's great. We are currently talking with Nate and Amy Mucha, and this is the Mid the Pines podcast. Stay with us. We will be right back after this break. From September 30th to October 2nd, all roads lead home to Homecoming 2022. Don't miss Grove City College's homecoming football game versus Waynesburg University. The Wolverines will take the field on Saturday, October 1st at 2 o'clock p.m. Alumni and friends are invited to visit the local food trucks located on lower campus, including the Daisy Pop Cycle. Food will be available from 11 o'clock a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. Get ready to return home for another great homecoming. Registration will be open on June 15th at alumni.gcc.edu slash homecoming. Once again, we're chatting today with Nate Mucha, class of 2008, and Amy Fisher Mucha, class of 2009, a pair of Grover alumni who are growing two businesses and bringing other GCC alumni along in their success every day. Amy, tell me, what's it like running a cake pop business? I think I'd want to eat them <laughs> too much all day. Um, yeah, well, thankfully, that's not really a problem when you're surrounded by thousands of cake pops on a given day. It, it, it's not quite as attractive as it once was. Um, but running a cake pop business, it's fun. Cake pops tend to put a smile on everybody's face, as you can attest to. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's truly sweet to be able to bring joy to everyone who's touched by Daisy Pops, whether it's customers, both the kids and the adults alike, uh, co-workers, other local businesses that we collaborate with. It's, it's just a fun thing. Um, and I always say that people are my favorite part of this cake pot business. Um, it's a joy to meet other people at markets, um, to you know learn and work with other business owners. Um, so yeah, it's it's a treat, pun intended. Uh, we get to do a lot of like fun uh, fun things with it too. We actually have something called the Pop Cycle, uh, which is a vending bike. Um, it's actually my CDCA students several years ago at the time. We have a school of business and entrepreneurship at CBCA. And so they took it on as a project because I didn't have the money to buy this vending bike, but they decided to do it as a class project. And so I'm still paying them back in cake pops, but I'm, I'm almost through uh, <laughs> over my debt to them. Um, but this uh, pop cycle, we take it to do all the different events that we do. Uh, we ride it in parades that we're in. Um, it's just, it's a really fun thing. We always, whenever people order cake pops or buy them at a market, we always ring the bell and then they have to yell cake pops. Um, soon we're adding a pop mobile to our vehicle fleet as well. So we'll actually have a vending truck. Um, so yeah, fun things. We have a little uh, jingle for our business uh, that one of my friend's sisters wrote through her songwriting company. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely challenges too. Um, I'd say the, the biggest challenge is probably logistics. Um, the daily logistics is a thing in and of itself. Thankfully, I like organization and spreadsheets, especially. I use math all the time, which I'm always like so proud of. I'm like, ha, ah, I told my students for 12 years they would use math in real life, and now I'm doing it. Um, but also as we grow, it's just a huge challenge to manage 
the business well and to grow at a good rate for everybody involved. Because um, Nate, my you know personal business coach over here, uh, is always reminding me that most businesses that try to grow too fast end up failing. Um, so just trying to find that you know perfect growth rate. Right. It sounds like it's it's definitely a juggling act and a balancing act. And speaking of that, um, I do have a question for the two of you, and that is. Uh, as you wear your mom and dad hats, you've mentioned your your three great kiddos that you have. Um, what is life like for you as you uh, try to balance really being business owners? It's one thing to have full time jobs, but when you're an owner, um, there is definitely that that different level of uh, responsibility and commitment that that draws your time every day. So tell me a little bit about that, just how you approach that that work life balance. Yeah, I think juggling is a good word for it. Um, I always remember this riddle from when I was a kid where a man comes to a like a rickety bridge that can only hold so much weight. And he's got three um, five-pound balls he has to carry across. And the only way he can cross is if he's juggling them. So one's constantly in the air, um, not adding to the, the weight that's on the bridge. Um, and I think that's how life can often feel. Um, we're constantly in motion with one thing or the other. Um, but I think for, I would say both of us, we work with tremendous people. Um, and I would say both in and out of the home because we do work with each other quite a bit, um, both as parents, you know, running a house and then also supporting each other's businesses. Um, I don't know if it's maybe just us being nerdy about it, but you know, if we're up late, you know, we're probably brainstorming business ideas or Amy has an opportunity that's come up and we're talking about, you know, what's the best way to pursue it. Um, I might have a creative challenge and, you know, just kind of tell her how it's going and we'll we'll talk through it. So I think we find that very rewarding and energizing to both be in sort of this uh, leadership capacity in our own businesses and then together as parents um, together. So um, I think beyond that at Grove City, we've kind of alluded to the fact that I teach there. Um, I've been teaching at Grove City since 2012 um, and I've been um, full-time professor of design since 2014. So that's a big part of my life too is growing the design program, uh, teaching, you know, building new you know, curriculum paths, advising. We just had registration last night so lots of advising questions coming in. I didn't get the classes I needed. Can I get signed into that class? Um, but my colleagues at Crab City are amazing. My employees are some of the most talented and thoughtful people I know at each and every. And we also try to involve our children in the businesses as much as we can. So Amy might have a cake pop workshop and Daisy will go with her to you know, be a little personality because the business is named after her, but also to help cake pop. So I don't know if the children have participated quite as much in my business um, at this point in time, but um, from what I hear, they're quite talented as little cake poppers, um, even maybe st stacking up to some of Amy's employees. Yes. Yeah, it is really fun to bring the kids in uh, with the business. I mean, I hope to eventually, you know, especially when they're in high school and college, that they can just have that, you know, be their, at least their summer job. Um, but they they enjoy it. They Daisy's really the only one in our family that still loves eating the cake pops because the rest of us are kind of over them. <laughs> but um, but they all do enjoy making their own cake pops. Uh, I'd say at least once a week, they always ask like, mommy, can we make our own cake pops? Um, which is, it's really fun. It's always a mess. So I have to, you know, like get over that, but you know, they're coming along. 
Um, and they, they do all really like coming to different workshops or helping me sell cake pops at markets, which is great. Um, so that's definitely a way that I found to kind of bring them in so the kids can, I can be getting quality time with my kids while still working. Um, but the, the juggling act, uh, it's gotten a little easier for me, honestly, after quitting my full-time teaching job. Um, there, those few years when, you know, cake popping was uh, keeping me busy and teaching all day, um, it, it was a lot. Uh, so I have a much better work-life balance, I would say, than I have uh, in recent past, which has been great. Uh, as I mentioned before, we live right next to my parents. Um, there's one house between us, um, so they are truly champions, um, willing to help us out whenever. Um, I attempt to keep the cake popping hours to when the kids are at school or in bed, uh, which can lead to some late nights. Um, and I'm not always successful at that. Um, but, you know, we, we make, we find ways to make it work. Tell me, what would be the best advice that you could share for either like uh, current students in the college's entrepreneurship and innovation program, or, or just general alumni who might be listening today who have some great idea that they want to develop? Um, what wisdom could you share? Sure, I, I often feel unqualified in answering this question uh, since I did not set out to be involved in any business, uh, much less be an entrepreneur. Uh, I was going to teach math, you know, until my kids had kids and then retire and be grandma. Um, so it's uh, it's just a funny, funny to look back and see the different plans that God can sometimes have for you. Um, but going back to my favorite part of cake popping, it's the people. And so I really do think it's the people you surround yourself with. Um, you know, maybe marry another entrepreneur since uh, he's stuck with you mm -hmm. and uh, he, you can bounce ideas off of him constantly. Mm -hmm. Who also owns a design company that really helps you out. Um, but just asking questions of people is how I learned most everything. I just found people who were further along than I was in the business track, um, found people who were wiser than I am, which is a fair share of people. Um, and I just keep asking questions and keep watching them. And then not even on necessarily the business side, but surrounding yourself with people who will support both you and your business. So I have made some true friends through Daisy Pops that, you know, they were just customers, but then they just keep coming around and you really develop relationships like that. So yeah, just those people who are willing to, you know, fangirl you and your business is amazing. I would probably say the same thing. It's all about the people you surround yourself with. Um, whatever you're doing, it's, it's a challenge because you're going to be working with people. So oftentimes when I talk to other business owners, those are the highs and those are the lows. Um, sometimes you're dealing with you know difficult projects or a difficult a difficult personal situation, accepting that you made a mistake or that you need to extend grace to somebody. So I think realizing that you know you're a person working with other people, and the more you can do to kind of give people opportunities when you think there's the, there's potential there that they could maybe benefit from you going out on a limb for them, taking a little bit of a risk. Uh, I think people oftentimes will then do the same for you. Um, you also have to be willing to work very hard and know what you can and can't budge on within that. Um, it's not uncommon and also not always desirable, but this week, for example, I'll probably end up working about 60 to 70 hours. Um, Amy's very patient when that happens, um, and I know I need to protect time with my family around that as much as possible. Um, for us, sometimes we're working with institutions that have boards and those board members we need to meet with them they can't meet during the day so i end up having you know, meetings in the evening too so yesterday was a full day of teaching working and then we got dinner together and then i went 
back to the office and everyone else went home. Um, so I think within that, you know, there needs to be balance, but also I think a willingness to put the time and effort in, um, which I think is just, you, you can't, you can't substitute that. And I think that's partly why I've seen such success in working with and in seeing our students leave the college and go work for other people is that we have very hard workers at Grove City. Um, beyond that, I think you need to be a sponge. So I know far more, far more about accounting, business, legal, how to talk and relate to people, how to um, convey ideas, how to pitch concepts, all these sorts of things I never thought that I would do maybe when I was in high school thinking about being a painter. Um, you know, my life taking a very different trajectory. Again, like we said before, the way God really knew was best for me. Um, I wouldn't trade any of the experience I've had at Grove City, going back to teach at Grove City, or going to my other institutions to continue my education, to put me in the field of design. I think it's all exactly the way it should have been because it gave me the ability to gather perspective, um, understand where I have gaps that need to be filled, opportunities for growth, and teaching me that you know it's worth taking calculated risks financially, betting on people, and really getting outside your comfort zone to, I think, pursue those things that God has put in your heart and has given you talent to uh, to engage. Mm -hmm. And so, Amy, I hear that the pup cycle, the Daisy Pup vending bicycle that you have, is going to make its appearance here, I think, for the second year in a row, if, if I'm correct. That's um, correct. During, that's awesome. And you'll be here during homecoming this year, and that would be September 30th through October 2nd, I believe. Um, my personal favorite, I have to say, of the cake pops that I have tried, and I'm going to just confess here, I've tried more than a handful of flavors, <laughs> um, is honey lavender. It was just such a unique combination and just so delicious. But I want our alumni everywhere to have the chance to try uh, as many of the flavors as they want to. So if they're not able to attend homecoming, which we hope they will, um, what other way could they connect with you? Can they order from your website and share that with us? Um, we want to make sure to connect alumni with your great business that you have going. Well, sure. I appreciate it. Uh, first off, I'm glad you like Honey Lavender, but Fruity Pebbles, hands down, the best flavor cake pop we have. Um, wow. I would usually, yeah, it, bold statement, but it's true. Um, <laughs> I would not usually eat a bowl of Fruity Pebbles cereal, but in cake pop form, it's it's magical. The, the crunch, the taste, it, oh, it's it's great. Um, but yes, we are still looking forward to coming back out uh, for homecoming this year. Um, last year was a great uh, first time bringing the pop cycle out to campus, and we'd like to continue this. Um, but if you aren't able to go to homecoming and actually get a cake pop there, um, you can always visit our website, which is www.daisypops.com. That's great. Uh, so Nate, tell us about how alumni can contact you as well for their design needs. If you go to our website, eacheveri.com, that is a great way to fill out our contact form, find our work samples, see the kind of things that we do. Um, it's a very visual discipline, so obviously kind of seeing the work is going to be helpful in understanding how we might be able to come alongside or maybe generate some new ideas. Um, but from the website, you can find my email address or you can, again, fill out that form for inquiries and those all come right to me and um, be happy to chat with with anybody who wants to kind of see where we might be able to partner on something. Um, I should mention too, um, from a college standpoint, we did just launch a new major in design and innovation. So communication arts has gotten together with entrepreneurship to create a new degree path that is very much geared toward design thinking, which entrepreneurship um, is all about. 
um, design studio, which is m most of what I teach, and then communication and marketing to help people get into this uh, field as a professional career upon graduation. We want to remind our listeners that uh, they can visit Daisy Pops and each every reach out to uh, just learn more about your businesses and um, see what you can offer them as well. So thank you for all the Grover connections you've fostered throughout the years. Thank you for sending prospective students our way. Um, that's another wonderful way that alumni can be involved uh, after they graduate is just to continue to tell the Grove City story. And you guys have done that so well. So we're so grateful to you for, for being the continued partners that you are uh, with us in that. So I hope that I'll get to see both of you at homecoming later this fall. Yeah, we will definitely be there. Our middle child, Charlie's birthday, always falls right around that weekend. So we jokingly tell him that the parade and the candy is all for him. Um, but could be back, better. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, coming back to Grove City always feels like home to me, uh, which is what it felt like the first time I stepped on campus. So I'm just forever thankful uh, to the massive impact that Grove City's institution has had on my life. And I'm so grateful to be able to stay connected, even while living in another state. It's been a pleasure to chat through all of that with you too, Joni. Thanks for having us. We obviously really value Grove City College and anything we can do to help and to encourage people to stay in touch with the college and see what you know maybe our alums are up to um, or our grads might be a good fit for their businesses or endeavors you know happy to happy to help and happy to chat well thank you guys nate and amy it's been such a great pleasure home is where everything Thank you for listening to the Mid the Pines podcast. Explore more episodes at alumni.gcc.edu slash podcast. Our co-producers are Joni Baumgartner and Amy Evans. Research provided by Janice Zinsner Inman, class of 1987. Audio editing is provided by Jennifer Hiles. Our theme music is home, courtesy of the family of the late David M. Bailey, class of 1988. Contact us at alumni.gcc.edu for more information. We hope you'll join us again, Mid the Pines.